Hi, and welcome to Reading Between Florida's Lines. If you caught our first ep first couple episodes, we're now going to look at Amendment Number Three. So we're, we've been going through Amendment One, Amendment Two, looking at Amendment Number Three today. And Amendment Three, we're here with uh, Henry Kelly and myself, Ray Walker. Adam Potts was not able to join us this week for for this one, so we're letting him have a pass, and uh, he'll he'll join us again on on our next episode, I am sure. But we're going to talk about Amendment 3 that's on the November ballot. And the Amendment 3 is additional homestead property tax exemption for certain public service workers. So to talk a little bit about what our property taxes are, how the property tax exemptions work. So Henry, can you give us a little bit of background while you're doing that? I'm going to show the actual amendment language on the screen for our viewers while you're talking about it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for putting me on the spot here. We could use a, a property appraiser, the tax collector, to sort this out. But, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, basically, you're, you get an exemption on uh, the value of your home on your primary home. So a lot of people in Florida own rental properties. Uh, but on your primary residence, you get a, uh, depending upon the value, $50,000 uh, of your first $50,000 of the value of your house. Uh, you receive an exemption and then um, that is both um, uh, dealing with your, your your county taxes and school taxes and a lot of people aren't aware in Florida that in a lot of counties um, school tax is different from the the county uh, county commissioner tax um, so this provides a additional exemption as you can see in the language uh, specifically non-school so the county side the county services you pay for the schools are unaffected um, but an additional 50,000 on the taxable value um, of property owned by classroom teachers law enforcement uh, correctional officers firefighters EMT uh, child welfare um, and active duty uh, military as well as Florida National Guard and this will allow the legislature to authorize the legislature to pass these exemptions. So it, it is not actually we are voting for the exemption. We are voting to authorize the legislature to pass this sort of exemption. So a very uh, important but subtle distinction in what you're voting for. It still has to go back to the legislature uh, for the legislature to take action. Yeah, and I think the the interesting thing, but um, when we look at the vote for the from the legislature that got this on the ballot, it was a, a unanimous in the House and all but one one no vote in the Senate. So, if you were to look at if we're looking at our crystal ball and we say, hey, what's going to happen if the voters pass this? The legislature is going to pass this. I mean, I think that's kind of an a, say no-brainer but I, I, I don't see that that changing between now and then yeah and so um, the no vote um, who I am empathetic with um, you know Ray um, you know I, I I believe we've identified that you like to binge watch committee meetings well uh, <laughs> unfortunately I, I like, guilty as charged I, I like to go to county commissioner meetings um, city council meetings because um, 
with all the hubbub and, 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 and part of our philosophy is, you know, there's plenty of people pay attention to Washington, D.C., and, and they don't do a good job of it anyways, but there's a lot of noise and drama about D.C. But city councils and county commissioners affect our lives, and they can do it rapidly, positively, or negatively. Um, and, you know, how those, those, those things uh, interact with us. So I'm always a believer in, you know, pay attention to the government closest to you because they can literally change the zoning and uh, suddenly next year residents, you're building high-density housing and ah, I wasn't told of this. Well, it's been out there for three years. Um, and so these taxes, um, you know, first of all, let me say this, uh, because I'm, I'm not in favor of this. Um, so, you know, who, okay, Henry, you hate military, you hate the police, you hate school teachers, you hate everybody. <laughs> and that's okay. the attack that's going to come from right, that's those that are supporting. That's the attack that's so, coming. As a, as a military veteran who has a Bronze Star from Desert Storm, um, as the son of a retired Air Force uh, person, as the brother of four sisters who served in the military, and the brother of a brother who served in the military. Um, I, I think we covered, you know, you know, this is not personal. My issue is this. Taxation should be consistent across the board. Mm -hmm. um, why is Group A getting a, an exemption over Group B? Um, and, you know, all the things that we deal with in this country, it always boils down to why is one group getting something that another, and that's not, that's not the country we're designed to be. It should be equal justice as we under the law. All parties are treated the same. And my concern is there are certain counties where the military population dramatically skews the population. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you look at, um, you know, in Tampa. Um, so big Air Force base, but a huge, huge population. So this tax... A, 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 you know, a cut there, eh, it'll affect them some, but eh. but you take the Panhandle counties, Scambia and Santa Rosa and Okaloosa and Walton, where you have a much smaller tax base, this sort of thing will materially affect those counties' revenues. And I assure you people, um, the county commissioners are not going to be able to say, oh, well, we're getting a cut, we'll just pass that cut along and reduce, you know, government services. You know, we need roads. We need these things mm -hmm. uh, that are paid for tax dollars. And so what inevitably will happen is county commissioners will say, well, we're going to raise taxes on everyone else to pay for this exemption. And so that's that's my, my first take, right? <laughs> Well, and but going on that line, if you raise the, and let's be honest, county commissioners and city councils and so on, how they're going to do that is they're going to raise the millage rate. That goes on everybody. So even the groups that get this tax exemption are going to see their taxes go up because their millage, they are going to have to pay that millage increase as well. So it's going to have a, so it's going to minimize the impact of the, the exemption. Um, and just a number here to throw out, throw out in something that we, you and I have talked about, but I just kind of throw it out for our viewers here. And by the way, if you have any comments, statements, Facebook, please share your, your opinions. Believe me, we're not anti-public service workers. 
because um, I have good friends that are police officers, uh, family just like Henry, family that served in the military. Before I bonked my head and got into politics, um, I was a school teacher. So, and school teachers don't make a whole lot of money. So I understand the thought process behind it. But it's estimated in the first year, if this is put into effect, that the um, fiscal year 23-24, which is the first year this would take place, it will impact government's revenue by the tune of just shy of $86 million. Now, like you pointed out, a military presence in a population like Tampa where there's, you know, in the Tampa area, the counties that make up Tampa, there's thousand I mean, millions of people. I mean, it, we're talking millions. But in the county of Okaloosa, where you're talking less than 300,000 residents, you're spreading that impact over a lot smaller group. And so when you're taking this public service workers such as teachers, police and fire, and military. You take those three groups in Okaloosa County, you'd be hard pressed to find many families that aren't affected by one of those three groups in a, in a group, in an area like Okaloosa, or even Santa Rosa or Escambia, or take your pick. It, so it's the, as you said, the impact will be much greater on the smaller counties than the bigger counties. And, and here, frankly, is what I wish the legislature had done. Um, so, you know, one of the values of, of being in the military, one of the, the great benefits is, is the ability to get a VA loan. So the U.S. government underwrites um, for active duty or veterans um, uh, that you can get a zero down payment loan on a home. So um, certainly younger in my life, um, it was a great benefit because I could uh, buy a home um, without having to come up with a 10-20% down payment. Um, and so it's a, it's a great value for our active duty. Mm -hmm. What I wish the legislature had done was set up a similar program because for teachers and first responders um, yep. is a similar style state program because affordable housing is, is a misnomer uh, yeah. here in the yeah. state of Florida. Um, our teachers, the, you know, this is a problem that teachers wish they could buy a home to get a yeah. tax break. Um, yeah. and, and so you look at who can afford a home, and I really wish the state had looked at the front end of this and said, gosh, is there a way we can make it easier for these people to buy a home and everybody, okay, everybody's paying the same tax rate, but hey, if you're gonna be a teacher in a Florida school after two years, three years, this mm -hmm. benefit is available to you. Um, and the same it is for active duty military. And so um, I know it's a pipe dream because the legislature uh, will never, I, I, I doubt seriously the legislature would ever do this, um, but I, I hope our first responders in that make enough noise uh, to say, hey, help me buy the house. Well, well and the, the, this tax break is 50,000 on homes valued between 100 and $150,000. Now, granted, in today's market, $150,000 home is a starter home, and many of these first-year teachers and so on can't even afford that, much less, I mean, you want, a, you want a home for a family? I mean, I'm a family of five. I want a home for a family of five. I'm not spending less than 250 in today's market, I and mean, that's just the reality of things. So 
Those that support this would say, hey, prices of homes have gone up, property values have gone up, so in order to help these public service workers, we need to give them this break. I would agree with you, and my argument would be, actually, I think we need and to agree with um, uh, the senator that voted, uh, voted against, Chef Jones, Senator Jones, who voted against this in the Senate. He's like, we need to help them on the front end, whether it's make sure they make enough money to be able to buy a home or find other programs to help them, but coming on the back end and saying, oh, now that you have a home, here's a tax break. But how many are going to raise their hand? I can't even afford the down payment to start with. How am I going to get this tax break? Yeah. And so, like, just to reiterate your point of, you know, are, where are we going with this? Well, and, you know, Ray, um, as we've said, you know, please, um, you know, share us on social media, comment, send us emails, let us know your thoughts. Um, but procedurally, it's worth reminding, um, it takes 60% of the vote uh, to pass this amendment. Um, so... Um, I think, you know, I'm free to say, look, I'm opposed to this. I will not be voting in favor of this because of the impacts on, on local government. Um, you know, but it, it requires 60% to pass a constitutional amendment. Um, so, you know, and, and of, of all the things you do, please vote. Um, well, absolutely. You, yeah. You know, yeah. Vote, vote on vote on November, November 8th, right? November 8th. <laughs> remember so, correctly, November 8th. Uh, but, but. To go back to an earlier point that you made, and, and I think it, it bears repeating, is it's really hard to argue against this one, and I don't support this amendment because I just think it, it shifting the burden of taxes, it's going to cause an increase because the local governments have to pay the bills one way or the other, and so, so it's going to have it, it's going to shift the tax burden. I have a problem on that side, but it's hard for me to go out and set and to put a sign in my yard saying vote no for on amendment three because immediately the tax is going to be well you don't like you don't want to help teachers police fire and military which i'm a red-blooded conservative american those are the groups that i support first and foremost i mean let's be, i mean i'm the first to stand up on the side of the road with a hand over my heart and salute the flag and stand and give honor to our mili military our police um i'll do everything i can every chance I get. So that's not a valid, I mean, it's not a valid argument, but I mean, that's the, that's the attack that's going to come out because that's, it's, it's an yeah. easy sell. It's an easy sell. Yeah. Um, so if either one of us ever run for office, we will be seeing this video um, yes. yeah. as, you know, um, hating everyone under the sun. And, and they'll pull the well, clip. You know, that's, that's yeah. that's the cost of having an informed opinion. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll pull the clip out that says vote no on Amendment Three, and they'll yeah. say, "See, they voted against the military and the police." They won't play the clip where we say, "We love our military, police, and fire, and, and we support them wholeheartedly." This just isn't. We don't think this is the way to do it. But that's just our take. And believe me, yeah, that is just our take. We would love to hear your opinion. So. Please feel free to chime in. I'm putting up here on the on the screen. There is our contact information. We have email. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. Please chime in. Share your opinion. Let us know what you think. Um, I 
hate that Adam couldn't join us for this episode. He'll be bit, he'll be with us on the next one. But Henry, it's great talking with you. I Thank hope you much. guys enjoyed this. And as we've said in the first couple episodes, and as we've started talking in the first one we posted on Facebook, I said one of the things that we're that we're talking about is. This is kind of conversations that we have all the time, whether it's in person, on the phone, or in our text stream. We have these conversations all the time and just kind of sharing what we're thinking of what's going on. So we decided, hey, why don't we record it and see what's happening and let's see if people take it. I did, after our first episode, I want to point this out, I shared it on my Facebook and a friend of mine actually from Tennessee, he actually serves as a county commissioner in Tennessee, he commented on my on our post and said hey thank you for doing this we have i don't remember how many amendments they have on the tennessee ballot this november and he said nobody really talks about what they're about and nobody gets into the real what does it mean to us so he said thank you because you're doing it for us he wished somebody else would. I said, well, do it yourself. Um, that's what we did. We just decided, so nobody's doing it. Let's do it. So um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, look forward to talking with you guys uh, on our next episode. Feel free to comment. Feel free to text us. But, Henry, great talking with you. And everybody, have a yeah, great I, day. I think we're going to talk about an upcoming election now. I think we're going to talk about kind of what's going to happen in the election. Yes, I yeah. think that would. I think we talked about that being on our next episode. So I think we're tune in. Have a little conversation. We might have a little fun too. <laughs> tune in next time on Reading Between Florida's Lines. Thank you very much.